please be aware the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and even in some cases offensive. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Hey, there is a very adult content ahead, and you have been warned. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. As always, I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the weird, wonderful, unexplained, eerie, scary, and downright unbelievable. There will be tales of ghosts, murder, supernatural beings, and even unexplained mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, relax, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, we're visiting another off-the-beaten-path destination, but this time, we're heading to jolly old England for today's episode. So, for tonight's libation, pick something quintessentially Anglophile, like, I don't know, maybe a Guinness, Scotch, whiskey, or even go all out and get you some Pims. But really, you know, whatever strikes your fancy. I don't really care today. I'm sorry, I'm not feeling very well, so it's going to be a short episode, sorry. Now that we have that established, well, let's go ahead and get the game portion out of the way as well. That's right, we will be playing our drinking game, but please remember, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight because I'm such a loser. So, now for the game part. Alright, every time I say mansion... That's going to be a single shot. And every time I say Victorian, that's going to be a double shot. Alrighty, heathens. Now that we've taken care of the business part, we can settle in and listen to the mysterious Woodchester Mansion story. Even on a bright sunny day, there's no doubt that Woodchester Mansion looks like the classic haunted house with its gothic architecture. This huge stone building stands ominously, its dark windows looking out across Woodchester Park. Woodchester Mansion replaced a Georgian country house called Spring Park, which was built at the beginning of the 17th century and named because of the many springs in the valley. The estate has much earlier origins, which evidence of occupation dating back to pre-Roman times. Woodchester Mansion is an unfinished Victorian mansion set in 400 acres of superb Cotswold countryside. Historian David Very called Woodchester one of the great achievements of 19th century domestic architecture in England and it's easy to see why. In the 18th century, the estate at Woodchester belonged to the Ducey family, who built the stately Georgian home of Spring Park and created a string of five lakes in this secluded valley setting. In 1845, Lord Ducey sold the northern section of the estate to William Lee. A rather fanciful tale of what prompted the sale is preserved. 
it seems that the young Lord Ducey threw a great party at Spring Park to celebrate his succession to his title. When he came to take his seat at the dinner table, well, he discovered his father's ghost was already seated there. He was so frightened by this that he left the house never to return. Be that as it may, shortly after, William Lee purchased the estate and he engaged architect A.W. Pugin, responsible for much of the Houses of Parliament in London, to remodel Spring Park. Pugin recommended demolishing the Georgian house and building a new mansion in Victorian Gothic style. Pugin and Lee then argued, and Pugin was dismissed in favor of architect Charles Handsome, brother of Joseph Handsome, the inventor of the Handsome Cab. Handsome's first commission was not Woodchester Mansion, however, but a monastery that the highly devout Catholic Lee wished to build in South Woodchester Village. It was not until the mid-1850s that work began on the new mansion house, with the help of Handsome's protege, Benjamin Bucknell. The mansion followed the foundation outline of the Georgian house. The relatively subdued back part of the mansion was probably the work of Handsome, and the ebullient front half full of gargoyles, buttresses, and flamboyant gothic detail was most definitely the work of Bucknell. It is this architectural detail that remains the most appealing feature of Woodchester. The carving and attention to detail are utterly superb, and if you do visit, make sure that you look for the bathtub spouts in the shape of wolf's heads. That's right, actual bathtub spouts in the shape of wolf's heads. How awesome, right? Now, there is some mystery about how Lee intended Woodchester to, well, be used. The house contained everything that it needed to function as an independent monastic settlement, with a chapel, brewery, bakery, cheese room, laundry, and servants' quarters. And it is entirely possible that he intended the mansion to serve as the headquarters of a monastic community. Most of the building itself is made from locally quarried limestone, even the ornate bathtub, which is crafted from a single block of Cotswold stone. By 1865, the South Range was ready to be roofed. But shortly after this, work on the mansion suddenly ceased. According to legend, Sir Rupert de Lansigny, who inherited Spring Park after killing his cousin, once owned the estate. Several locals have reported seeing a headless horseman believed to be Sir Rupert near one of the park's lakes. A coffin has also been observed hovering above one of the estate's lakes, which possibly belonged to a Dominican friar who killed himself by drowning. More recently, as of February 2004 and September 2005, saw sightings of a black dog inside the mansion itself, which appeared to coincide with the deaths of individuals closely associated with the building. In 1902, a local vicar saw a strange apparition at the gates to the mansion. Needless to say, he never returned to the building again. And a few years later, a phantom horseman was also seen on the drive, dressed in Civil War-era clothing. But it is the mansion itself that is the epicenter of the haunting. 
As you step in through the front door, you find yourself suddenly transported back to the late 1800s, standing amidst what is effectively a Victorian building site. But as soon as you've taken in the amazing sight of fireplaces suspended in midair, doorways leading nowhere, and the strange undulating floor which is in fact the vaulted ceiling of the cellar below, you have to wonder why it is that the building was never finished. Some of the rooms still have abandoned workmen's tools and equipment. During the building work, there were seven deaths, six from accidents, and one reported murder. The mansion has its very own chapel lit by two large stained glass windows. One of the more intriguing stories surrounding the chapel involves apparent satanic rituals, which are said to have taken place during the 1980s. Now, how true these stories are is difficult to say. But to the left of the main chapel, beside the corridor, which leads away toward what would have been the servants' quarters, there is a small private chapel intended for Lee's personal use, and a short arched passage which connects these two rooms. On more than one occasion, visitors to the chapel has witnessed the ghost of a small man standing in the doorway. This figure stands gazing up at the two huge ornate stained glass windows, as if concerned for their poor state of repair, as most of the glass panels are now missing or cracked. Guests and visitors have also reported seeing stones and other bits of masonry being thrown across the room. Moving on from the main chapel, we enter a corridor which leads past the smaller chapel, the larder, and on to another passage, at right angles to the first. This corridor has been the location of a number of sightings of an unknown tall man. This strange figure has been spotted standing at one end, beside the door that leads to the laundry room. This figure does not simply remain standing in one area, but has been seen walking along the corridor which leads to the chapel, although he's never actually seen entering it. And in the scullery, if you listen closely, you just might catch the sound of a woman's voice singing an Irish folk song. As Woodchester was never occupied for any length of time, it would never have had any staff that could have returned in spirit. Many of the spirits residing at Woodchester are thought to be linked to the previous residence, Spring Park. It is known that Woodchester's kitchen and scullery occupy the same spot as the previous building. Indeed, it is worth noting that the floor of the scullery and kitchen seems to be much older than the building itself. In the short passageway between the two rooms, the floor is worn and pitted, as if it has experienced centuries of use. Walking through the passage, we enter Woodchester's kitchen. It's here where the clock intended for the mansion's main tower now stands. One of the more famous ghost stories about the property concerns this very clock, which is said to start of its own accord. Visitors have heard its chime even when the clock has not been in working order. The spirit of a young girl has been seen on numerous occasions playing and running up and down the stairs to the first floor. This staircase is positioned almost exactly where Spring Park stairs once stood, so it is possible that the girl's spirit could be from that period as well. Once you reach the first floor landing and look to your right, you may spot 
one or two other ghosts who have been spotted along the landing. The first ghost is that of a man where very little is known of him, except that he is seen and he appears to be aware that people see him. The second is a much smaller man, usually dressed all in black and wearing a hat. Walking back along the corridor, occupied by the ghost of the unknown man, we find ourselves heading for what has become known as the World War II section. U.S. and Canadian soldiers once occupied this part of the mansion during the Second World War. Some of the lakes in Woodchester Park were used for training in preparation for the D-Day landings, and it was during these exercises that tragedy struck, whilst testing out the strength of a pontoon bridge that was built across one of the lakes. The bridge collapsed, and a tank and up to 20 soldiers fell into the lake. Those who went in were killed either by being crushed by the fall of the tank or by parts of the bridge that crashed down upon them. The Woodchester Park Angel was said to have appeared the night before at the same location as the incident happened. As well as sensing the presence of people in military uniform, music from the 1940s has been heard, and some visitors have reported the smell of bacon frying to the guides there. I'm just going to say I always smell bacon frying and I'm always hungry for bacon. So, there you go. Woodchester Mansion Cellar is, considered by many, to be the most haunted part of the building. The room's high vaulted ceiling and lack of light gives the cellar a daunting atmosphere. Behind the many and varied manifestations that have, have occurred in the cellar, there seems to lurk one powerful and possibly demonic presence. On a number of occasions, a figure, often described as a ragged dwarf, has been seen. So what exactly happened to stop the work at, on Woodchester Mansion? That is, unfortunately, the great unanswered mystery of the place. Much like the mysterious tale of the Mary Celeste, Woodchester was just abandoned abruptly. Scaffolding was left intact, tools and equipment were left on the site, as if the workmen had merely wandered off for a break, never to return. And why? One legend suggests that they left because a man was murdered on the site, but a more likely answer is a matter of simple practicality. It seems that so magnificent was the work undertaken at Woodchester that Lee was just simply running out of money. Personal tragedy probably paid, played a big part of it as well, because both his daughters died before marriage, his daughter-in-law died at a very young age, and even his own health was very poor. Though it seems he never gave up on his vision of completing Woodchester Mansion, it remained untouched at the time of his death in 1873. Lee's heirs left the mansion unfinished with a roof, but only partly glazed. The house was eventually let to a local farmer who kept cows in the formal dining room. It was also used by Nimsfeld School for lessons and school functions, and during World War II, troops were stationed at Woodchester, and parts of the buildings were used as a storehouse. Eventually, the house was saved from ruin by the creation of a local charity, now known as the Woodchester Mansion Trust. The Trust has undertaken a gradual program of restoration over the years, and also offers a hands-on course in stone masonry, with students helping in the restoration process. 
A tour of the house's interior takes in the great hall, originally intended by Bucknall as a billiards room, the dining room, drawing room, and library. The drawing room is particularly notable for the superb stone vaulting. But the most interesting chamber still is the chapel. The architectural detail is just simply superb, with gothic roof bosses including two green men, a traditional pagan symbol of fertility. Two galleries look out over the chapel floor, one for an organ, one intended as a private observation place for the master of the house. And the grand stairs leading up to the first floor rooms the stair is truly remarkable and affords a rare example of a faulted roof on a slope. One of the chambers on the upper floor has been set aside as a bat observatory. Here you can observe resident horseshoe bats by means of a hidden infrared bat cam. No, that's not something that Batman has. It's a bat cam. Four species of bats, including greater and lesser horseshoe bats, both of which have been identified as species at risk, use the mansion as a summer roosting habitat. The bat population is at its highest in July when the next generation of bats are born. Woodchester really offers a rare opportunity to view a historical time capsule, a grand Victorian Gothic house almost unaltered by time. Nymsfield Long Barrow is located almost immediately opposite the entrance drive to Woodchester Man Manor. And Woodchester Mansion is probably one of the most famously haunted buildings in the United Kingdom. This terrifying location holds many dark secrets, which include rituals, black magic, death, sacrifice, and even murder. It has a dire history that is sensed as soon as you enter the stone walls of this frighteningly and daunting building. The paranormal and sinister activity recorded here has left people too afraid to re-enter. So, visit if you dare. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of the episode. And I do thank you for joining me here today. And I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have suggestions for a future show, you just want to tell me what you think, or you just feel like saying hi, drop me a line. And on that, that's all the time we have for today. I do thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And don't forget to tune in next time, my havens. Love ya. Mwah. Sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.